welcome back, back to. Oh, wait, are you wait? Uh, are you hosting? Wait, sorry, I, I actually don't know. <laughs> we don't have pistol on the podcast. Uh, who's, uh, is it you hosting? Is it me? Look, I'm, I'm, mate, you've been absolutely crashing it lately. I'm happy to to hand the reins over to you if you want to. Ho- you want to host tonight, mate? Look, I don't think that'll be popular opinion, but I'll roll with it. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the Doctors of a Coach podcast. Uh, you're on, obviously, with JV and Chizo. We'll go pretty much... Oh, we're in a rush, Chizo. Uh, we've got a lot to do here. That's right. um, there's a stream that we're both about to click onto from Dr. Misadventure, a member of our Slack community. Uh, there's a basketball, an NBA fantasy league uh, slash keeper league starting... And he's pretty much doing a live draft on Twitch, so a live uh, lottery sort of thing uh, as to who's going to get the first few picks in the draft. So pretty excited for that. There's apparently going to be a special guest on who's going to trash. Uh, I've heard the podcasters and my, <laughs> my personal team, the Clippers. So. There's, there's a sneaky video out on his Twitter that I've just retweeted that uh, it doesn't look good for us. I, I feel like we're going to get absolutely roasted. No, he, he seems quite uh, quite aggressive. At I mean, <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you guys off the hook here. I feel like it's aimed mostly at me because I did have to turn down a spot on this podcast due to you know having my own widely successful podcast. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, talk yourself up, mate. <laughs> oh, just a second to pat yourself on the back if you like, there, mate. Before look, we continue on, <laughs> whenever there's an opportunity to do so, you know I'm all over it. So, <laughs> uh, looking forward to getting on that. Firstly, we're going to shout out the Cancer Council donations that we've had since the earlier week podcast. Firstly, we've got Tristan Webster donating. Um, oh, jeez, he's got a bit of a script for you've, here. You've, you've got to read it. <laughs> All right, so firstly, we've got Mr. Burns speaking. Smithers, are they booing me? Smithers, oh, uh, no, they're saying booerns, booerns. Mr. Burns, to the crowd, excuse me, are you saying boo or booerns? Crowd obviously loudly boos. <laughs> Tristan to himself, I was saying booerns. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good episode of The Simpsons. Uh, so appreciate your donation, Tristan. Thanks for making me read that, mate. And Mrs. Pistol is the next one. Can't follow up on the booerns. So says, I can't top booerns. Congrats on the, the 500,000 listens. So thank you to Mrs. Pistol for your lovely donation there as well. Next up, we got Lachlan Preston, who just discovered that the link for the donations is in the podcast description Chizo. Uh, of all places that it could be do we not plug that enough is that no I, I don't think we do actually <laughs> maybe 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 we should is that a, is that a that. donate for dumb things already it could be uh, maybe half of Rockland's <laughs> donation was for dumb things and not realizing that sooner but uh, round 13 he had two donuts Gorn and Grundy and then round 17 one donut for the Dersma and Logue disaster so bad timing Ooh there for Lockie thank you for your donation mate lastly we've got Butler donate for dumb things and default put the C on danger and not Grundy technically lost my Dr. Supercoach cup match as a result but the default win Pistol uh, oh, Pistol see I'm so used to <laughs> the Pistol Jeez, explain we, this one mate <laughs> we, we haven't been on a podcast together for ages I think that's the problem Paul Butler he's just been on an absolute tear through the cup bracket that he's in he's knocked out the higher-ups. He's knocked out his boss. So he's had his boss running around, gonna making him coffee during the day, you know. You know, Butler, do you need anything? Happy to help wherever, you know, <laughs> if there's anything you need, just come and get me. Um, and he's made it through to this stage, and he thought he'd lost. But of all the cardinal sins that you can make in a pay-to-play situation, you cancel your membership, you lose out on the Dr. Supercoach Cup. Oh, so no. Butler, Butler's opposition, unfortunately, even though he scored, I think it was a, a 20-point win, um, is... 
it loses by uh, default and Butler goes through into the next round. So that's the only update that we've had since the uh, uh, the, the the Tuesday, Monday. Po- I can't even remember. This whole week has gone so quickly, man. I can't even remember <laughs> what day it is. It really has. Um, well, yeah, that is the definition of a default win because he didn't win and by default he got through to the next stage. I so. wonder if he default danced. That's that's what I want to know when he oh, realised no. he got through. Look, my mind's on Fortnite already, mate. <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a strong 24 hours for that game with me. Um, <laughs> we're going to jump straight into... Uh, we're not going to do a team-by-team team, uh, ins and outs at the moment. Because there's gonna, too many and we need to get ready for this Dr. Exactly. Misadventure <laughs> Um I'm just going to list some of the notable ins and outs and we'll have a bit of a chat about them. Firstly, Haley is back in and, geez, I, I can't put into words how much I hate Lee this man because I was forced to trade him last week due to him being out and not providing cover during Jelly's absence and now he's back in when literally nothing's changed from last week they've just decided to bring him in yeah, that's exactly what happened to me I had to trade him um, to Ian Hill from memory last week and yeah, it's just frustrating because we knew he was going to get another go at some point during the end of the year. He's too good not to be playing in that team, especially when they don't have a midfield. Um, but in other news, JB, your preseason uh, projection of Zach Williams going 105 is increasingly, increasingly looking possible. Well, he's playing in the midfield now as well, so I'll wait to pat myself on the back until the end of the season, but look, I've got to get out of jail free card because he scored about 60 by halftime before one of those injury-affected games. Ended up on 70 with a bit of scaling, but he was due for a 130 that game, and if he's, if he falls just short of that 105 average, I'm going to claim it anyway, Chizo. Yeah, look, I'm happy to give that to you because I ridiculed you when you made that. If he if he goes, if we take that injury score out and his cumulative score over the rest would have had him at 105, I'm going to donate for you, mate. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the least I can do for ridiculing you for about six months. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Pistol laughing at me live on the podcast was maybe worse. <laughs> Let's see what his reaction is to all this. Um, besides that, I mean, you, you mentioned Ian Hill earlier. We might as well transition that way. He is on the bubble this week, and uh, a lot of people looking for some job security rookies, especially now that the next person we're going to transition to, Shannon Hearn, is out. Uh, Ian Hill, what would you say his job security is like? Um, obviously, Toby Green's come up into the midfield, so it's like they're another forward down as well. But it doesn't even really matter who's in and out of the squad at the moment. Ian Hill seems to just be dominating. Yeah, he's just so speedy, so quick, so skillful. Like all those um, traits that we um, we get from the other Hill brothers is what we see with Ian, with Bobby Hill. He's just uh, just like a carbon copy. He's a, a younger version, obviously. Um, and in terms of his job security, I actually think it's probably one of the better job security rookies that we've uh, had in recent times um, because he's just continually doing his role, continually applying that pressure. And on the grand scale of things, with all those midfielders out Toby Green's pushing further up the ground. He's going to spend some time across half forward now that Toby Green's not there. I think that's a, a long term. He's going to be a, a pretty good uh, option, particularly with his DPP. If you can match him up with someone like Will Setterfield, even if he's out in you know round twenty two, round twenty three, you've probably got that DPP switch um, that can help cover that. That I only see positive things if uh, you're looking for a downgrade this week. 
Yeah, spot on. Uh, pretty much exactly what you said there. Uh, if you can't do a forward downgrade, uh, there is someone in defence uh, that replaced Shannon Hearn last week. Fraser McGuinness, I, I believe that's the correct person. There, there might be a double up of sort of names in that team. I uh, could be stuffing it. I think the first name is definitely Fraser, isn't it? Help, help me out here. Mate, you just need to back yourself in. Okay, is like, it Fraser McGuinness? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's Francis Watson. Damn, I'm not even close. <laughs> I mean, Fraser McGuinness it is started, in that team, It started with F, mate. Okay, you just, just you know, it's all about having that false bravado. Just like, I know I've got the name right. I'm just going to go with it. Even if you're unsure, that's all all that podcasting is about. Pretending you're right and just running with it. If West Coast don't have a Fraser McGuinness on their list, I'll donate, okay? <laughs> I'm certain there's someone there. There's oh, got to be. I know. This is a post-podcasting. We're wasting time. Okay, Francis Watson uh, plays his second game. Obviously, he's replacing Hearn, but if you've got Hearn and you want some cover, you want to just get Francis Watson in, you're sort of covering both things because if Hearn's back next week, Francis p- perhaps dropped. If not, you know, he might play on anyway. But <laughs> do, do you know, like, Francis is the direct replacement yeah, I, I, for I, I, he scored I, okay. Would you recommend trading him in even though he's probably only going to play in Hearn's absence? If you're looking to avoid a donut this week, that would be, and you've got ample trades remaining. That's the only situation that I can see that you would be doing this. Particularly coming towards the end of the end of the year, a lot of these top eight sides are going to be fine tuning their, you know, finals lineup. Um, there's going to be less, um, you know, tinkering with the team and less kind of. Um, Evaluating what changes and things they can make because they're not in probably not in their finals plan unless an injury pops up. So I I really don't think that um, long term he's going to be a fan, uh, you know a great option for our, our sides unless unless you can sneak him to D eight and you've got someone like I don't know no no I I, I don't see him being a super good option yeah Joel Garner maybe maybe if you had him coming back this week yeah no I think that's yeah, that's right. You can't really afford to trade in someone with almost no job security, even though, you know, the chances, if he plays out of his skin, you know, maybe there's another injury or something like that. Like you just, you're, you're banking on too many maybes to happen for you to have someone with okay cover for the rest of the season. So I wouldn't be making that trade. Now, someone that does have good job security, if he gets on the park, Grant Birchall obviously returning this week after soreness last week, only 200K. If you can afford to get him... From yeah, potentially you've got a dropped rookie on the bench still. Uh, I'm not sure who's even near that price of 200k that has been dropped during the year as a defender. I'm sure people have examples, but what do you think of Grant Birchall as a D7 for the rest of the season and a cover for Hearn this week? Look, I don't mind it. Like that's something that I'm definitely toying with because as our trades run out and we need to have versatile cover having someone like Grant Birchall at D7 as your um, your long-term cover is not going to be the worst thing I, I still think he probably misses at least one game between now and the end of the season I don't think they play him um, completely out you would be very unlucky if that just happens to be the week that one of your premiums goes out like I got caught with Shannon Hearn last week um, and if that happens you know that sucks but I, I feel like that if Brant, uh, Grant Birchall plays I'll be much happier looking at a you know a solid 70 plus score than someone like uh, you know a Logue or, or, or Garner that might not even you know crack 50 or 60 on any given week well that's it isn't it you're trading in as well as the job security someone that you know is going to at least score you know, more than 50 or 60 for the week. And, you know, he's and got if he's fit, he plays, isn't he? Like, they're not going to yeah. drop, you know, like, a, what is he, a four-time premiership player at this stage? Exactly. Like, they're, they're going to play him. And you know what? If he gets that many more injuries, it's it's 
probably not even going to go past, you know, beyond maybe even this season. So they're going to play him, test him out, see if he's ready for next season and, and see if he can get a string of games together. I don't mind the trade, but I, I just, I don't know who has that sort of money to either go up from a non-playing rookie or who has the player with cash just sitting on their bench. But yeah. if that's you, uh, absolutely, I think Birchall's a good trade-in. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, the example that I'm toying up with. Um, I've already got ample cover in my midfield and forward line. I have basically mm-hmm. nothing in the back line causing the donut last week. Yep. Um, I'm able to use my M11, which is Bailey Scott, who's just been riding the pine uselessly for the rest of the <laughs> oh season. I'm able to use some DPP to get Bailey Scott out and bring Grant Birchall in. That's only a 25 30 That's purchase. I don't see that as a terrible trade, especially if it's only just for one week. And, you know, if um, uh, Whitfield or Williams or, you know, these injury-prone players, you know, have a, a week off, um, I, the, the better benefit of having someone like Rand Birchall who scored 87 the week prior is you can probably, like, there's every chance you can loophole him. Yeah, no, exactly right. And especially if you've got someone like Sicily on your field who could do literally any role week by week yeah. uh, he's going to be a tagger next week I'll tell you he's done oh, everything else this mate. in the last two months uh, we don't have enough time to go. even get into Sicily at the moment <laughs> but he is a headache in, in and of itself uh, we'll move on to Nat Fife is the next person we'll talk about he is in this week so big news for those who held him which I, I assume is majority of the people that had him um that's essentially just it we expect him to play uh, even though they've got the Sunday games uh, which you know that obviously all that gets released tomorrow. He, I don't think he's facing a late test, anything like that. I don't expect him to be a late out. I do expect him to wear a heavy strapping or that sleeve on his on his elbow. But I'm, yeah, from all reports, we've heard he's going to be fine and he's going to play. He's going to have so much strapping and padding on that elbow. It's not funny. He's he's still on antibiotics. It looks awesome like it, though. It's it, it's it, a, it's a style. It, it would look look good for AFLX when they all dress up as Marvel characters. No, AFLX it, doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, mate. The, the functionality... Uh, I, I mean, I saw a report this week that they were planning on playing him up forward, which Fife is generally one of the best at doing uh, as midfielders going forward up in the, mm-hmm. the, the likes of Dusty. But the thing is, his output is more than likely... Uh, this, like so likely that his output is going to be hindered by the fact he's playing sore and we're playing with something going on with that elbow and trying to baby it that I just don't see him spending considerable amount of times winning hard ball around the coalface. He's going to be um, resting up forward for a lot of the game and, and protecting the elbow. And at, at contrary, I do think that he's still a chance to be laid out. The fact that we can't trust anything that they've been saying in the last couple of weeks, particularly about their captaincy, I mean, like their captain, is that it just makes me feel uneasy that he's got this serious condition going on. He's still having treatment for it. He's been, those images of him being so padded up, I just, you know, for me, it's like a 50-50 still at this stage. So I'd I'd still be planning for cover uh, and, and just crossing fingers that he does play. Yeah, that's fair enough. I suppose uh, when you speak about the scepticism when it comes to Fremantle, they haven't really given us a lot of hope in the past to uh, to trust what they say. So that's fair enough. Um, I mean, I might be lulling myself into a false sense of security here, but I fully expect him to play. And uh, in terms of functionality with a sleeve on, I play basketball with a sleeve on and it feels great, Chizo. But does it make you play better? 
Oh, 100% not, but it looks okay. cool. Well, that's fine. It's just like a uh, a unit sticker on the back of your unit. It, exactly. it at least gives you a 5 <laughs> HP, uh, BHP faster. So, um, uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm torn about it. I want him to play, but I also don't want him to play and get himself even more injured. You know, if they get if someone goes at him like um, they Port went for Lockie Neal the other day and they, they go for that arm, then that could be season over if they get him with a good one. So, like, it, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, he's chasing a Brownlow as well, so look, a lot of things could happen. We could see great, grandy, good five. We could grandy, see bad five. Grandy, grandy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, we'll move on uh, to a Ruckman, as you've just chanted out. Not Grundy this time, but Proust has been dropped from Melbourne, omitted for the week. Now, that can only help Maxi Gorn, and against Royal Marshall, did do a decent job against him last time. We expect a decent score from Maxi. Yeah, it, it only spells good news if they're they're dropping Proust. Proust obviously came back in to give him some chop out as they he was still recovering from that ankle tweak. This tells me that they're happy with how he's going. They're happy with his recovery. Um, it's nothing to worry about, and he's back to full fitness. And I, I think we saw that um, reasonably uh, reasonably well last week. And um, Gorn should be back to his best. I'm not I'm not worried at all. All right, and then next up we have Garner. Now, there's not really any discussion needed to be had here. Uh, he's not super relevant, and if you have him already, you're just happy. I just wanted to mention personally that I have him, I'm happy, and Motlop's finally dropped as well, Cheezo. It's my dreams come true. <laughs> You've been if, calling that since you drafted him. If Atley's in next week for poor, I'm just going to lose my mind. That gets you... It, 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 What's the, the, the donation thing that you've got going? If Atley didn't play again this year, you were going to donate. Did you have one with uh, Garner as well? I'm pr- no, I'm, no, I didn't. But, um, well, let's just say I did. Yeah, I was willing to donate heaps of money to the cancer. Oh, and, oh now you're you just know, making Garner's yourself look week, better so now damn, that he's back. Now. If he's if he's a laid out, you, you know you're totally <laughs> getting screwed over, right? Oh, oh whoops, my bad. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't have any bets on unless he plays. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, no, that that's totally understandable. Now, I've got a bit of a... A point. I mean, I'm I'm annoyed, Chizo. Sure. You, you probably can't tell because I'm extremely calm right now. But mm-hmm. Riley West comes in for his debut this week after tearing up the VFL all year. Why couldn't they just save him for next season? I've been asking myself that about all these rookies that have been debuting. A lot of these rookies that are debuting late in the season are the ones that we wanted to play at the beginning. You know, where have they been for the last fifteen weeks? Like. Um, I think Riley West will do well. He's basically in the exact same mould that his dad was, and he was a you know a champion of the club. Mm. Um, it's going to be fantastic to see you know the the next generation out there. I just wish that he only you know it doesn't blow his starting price out of the water because if he he starts averaging fifties or sixties, he's going to be completely um, irrelevant at the start of next next season if he plays even two or three games. Oh, it's the most annoying thing, and it's the most bulldogs thing ever. I guarantee in the next couple of weeks, just to stuff us around, they'll probably debut debut Kavara or something like that. Just they they tend to do these annoying things, don't you, they? You know, you know what a, be- a totally bevo thing would be is Uh-oh. to play Riley West in the midfield and, <laughs> and send put Dunkley, Dunkley forward. forward. That's exactly what he would do. That's 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 just a bevo thing. They're like, oh, it really you know, is. this this is. Let, let's just put the young bloke in there. We'll send our potential Brownlow medalist back into the forward line just to see how he's going. Uh, and I'm sure he's taught. He talks like that as well, like a an 80 year old man playing chess. That's pretty much it, mate. It's all about the strategy. And then, you know, if you're a good tactical mastermind, you just develop that accent accidentally. Like it just becomes part of your persona. 
I'm not going to fact check you on that. I'll take your word for it. Um, We will move on. Uh, Zach Clark is the next one we'll speak about just briefly. Uh, For those who, I mean, no one really needs right cover because it looks like Grundy and Gorn are up and about. Obviously, Goldie is still dominating as well. It doesn't look like any of those three are going to miss a game. So um, I think we're all fine. But Zach Clark back in this week is notable. Uh, I assume he'll play out the rest of the season, obviously, with Bill Chambers having that injury. So. Uh, good for those who did get him in for cover. Maybe important thinking, to know oh, this would keep him out forever. So, JB, important to know that it is still extended interchange for Sunday afternoon. Oh, come on. They're not going with zero rucks against Jared Witts, mate. I mean, you could. Like, Jared, who's Jared Witts got to tap it to? Um, Anthony it, Miles? No, he's out. No, he's on the extended bench. Surely he gets oh. in. Oh, wait. No, he's actually named in. Oh, is he? There okay. you go. Yeah, yeah, then it's out. All right. We've got one clearance specialist left at the Gold Coast Sun. So Wait, surely uh, you can just tap it down Jared Lyons' throat all day. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. You'd, you'd, you'd be really frustrated if you just let him go for chump change <laughs> to another club and he's just absolutely dominating, wouldn't you? That's, it's just a... Pro- and, I mean, asking for a priority pick when they're letting 27-year-old Jets go is... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just not sure about it all. Um We've got one more point to make this podcast, Chizo. That's quickly to chat about Shannon Hearn. Uh, you guys spoke about it on the Tuesday podcast. Now, just... I mean, I'll, I'll quickly summarize my thoughts on the matter. Um, if you're playing for league and you're not in a must-win game for the top eight this week, uh, even if you're you know vying for top four, I, I just would hold him. There's, you know, there's nothing... Uh, he, he's probably going to be a point of difference in the next week or so. So um, it's probably the last time, he, the last week he's going to be injured. I can't say with 100% certainty because he's like 120. But you'd say <laughs> jogging laps. Are I thought that training. was his average for a second then. I was like, no, hold on. And then I realized you were making an no, ageist age, joke. Age. <laughs> um, jogging laps all week at training. You'd expect that they were trying to get him up for the game. He's, he's just missed out. Next week should be good to go. Um, like I said, though, I'm not locking it in. So for league play, I would still hold him. Uh, in terms of ranking, if you don't have cover cheese, though, you've pretty much got no choice. Um, one trade, two trades, whatever it is left. You can't be taking donuts at this time of the season when you're trying to get that rank up to your personal best. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that we touched on earlier on in the week that if you don't have cover, you're basically just stuffed. Like you, you have to do something. If you've got one or two trades left and you, you know, you're hoping to you know, um, just cop a zero this week and try and make it up with your trades later on in the season, it's not going to work. You, you've got to do something this week. Um, I like the idea of bringing in someone like a Grant Virtual if you have some excess funds just to, to cover and hope you get like a, a 75 um, or, you know, around that mark would be totally uh, beneficial. Um, but if you don't have any reasonable cover, you've got no cash in the bank, you're completely forced to trade Shannon Hearn in this aspect. As you say, League play would be the only situation where you would hold him in this instance. Um, so I, I guess we should transition into some um, options that we should look at for Shannon Hearn in this case. All right, Chizo. I was saying to you pre-podcast, there are three options. And you're probably thinking, no, you only said two options, but I've just thought of a third as well. So okay, I'll sure. throw that in there. Um, essentially, the the, re- the way I've come up with this is there are there are a lot of obvious options but most people have the obvious options like your Lockie Whitfield's obvious, Zach Williams is obvious, um, those types of players. 90% of the competition has those players. So there's three players really vying for one position. you got Tom Stewart, Luke Ryan, and Bashar Hooley. 
Now, if you've already got a couple of those players, it probably means you don't have someone like Sicily. So that's good. Just choose whichever one of the others that you do like. But those are the three that I've come up with that most people won't have. Now, if you could pick Chizo, one of those three, which is your favorite? Um, that's a very, very good question. Uh, I think the first thing I'll do is I'll clarify is there's $3,000 between Shannon Hearn and Whitfield and I've seen some cases on Twitter where they can't get to Whitfield because they've got less than 3k in the bank and so they're forced to choose one of those if I had more than 3k I'd be going to Whitfield Whitfield um, not super um, high ownership because of that injury and it's a difficult time of year to to pick him up if you didn't have him so I still think there's a few coaches that are in the market to pick him up Um, so I'll just clarify with that of those three I think the ceiling of Luke Ryan appeals to me the most I think that um, Hooley's running away from defense, getting every transitional ball and every kick out is being impacted slightly since the uh, return of a few key players for the Tigers. And I think that his ceiling is going to be impacted a little bit for that reason. Luke Ryan basically takes every single kick out for um, the Dockers. He had a little bit of a slump kind of mid-year around the buyers and just dropped back a little bit. About 117 last week. Um, I think he's got the best ceiling to help you win a game on any given week um, the benefit of Hawley and Stewart particularly Stewart is they're a little bit more uh, less variance a little bit more consistent particularly um, Stewart in that case I, I, I don't think he's he's gone below like mid 70s for the entire year yeah so I, I agree I like Ryan ceiling the most Stewart's consistency the most my one argument for Hawley is as I read these scores out to you, these are all at the MCG for him this season. So he's got 112, 142, 102, 142 again, 93, 104, and 111. Last remaining games for the season, Collingwood at the G, Melbourne at the G, Carlton at the G, West Coast at the G, Brisbane at the G. Doesn't leave there with a low score of 93 at the G. (laughs) Holy, that's not a bad run. Oh, dude, I mean, look, pe- people will complain, but they, they have played a lot of away games and, and travelled a few times during the season, Ooh. but that's an unbelievable run home. Their last two games were at the G as well. The next opponent for Basha Hooley is Collingwood. Historically, he scores very well against them. Mm-hmm. Mm. This, so, is, this, this is intriguing. This is a good find, actually. It's decent, isn't it? Now, I, I would have gone exactly how you went and said Luke Ryan. Having seen this from Hooley and, you know... I know he was traded in by a decent amount during the season when he had that hot streak. He's in 17% of teams. That's not that much. This could be a sneaky point of difference in your league matchups or you know trying to get vie for that top, whatever you're going for in your rankings. I think Hooley's a good chance to storm home. Yeah, I love that idea. That's that's not bad actually. I, I, right. I still I still think his roles uh, he's going to lose out a few um, possessions that he would have got, but I I, I still think he's going to be fantastic. That runs crazy. How do how do the Tigers have five MCG games in a row? That's incredible. No, it's seven in a row. The last two were at the G as seven. Well. Yes, <laughs> they played poor NGWS at the G the last two weeks as well. Jeez, that's pretty crazy. It's insane. Here we are. So. Wow. I guess Basha Hooli is my number one replacement option. Look, I, I guess it is for me too. Uh, that little bit of extra cash that you get from um, 
from getting him over. Tom Stewart might count. Uh, the the beneficial thing of Luke Ryan on top of his ceiling is the fact that he's the cheapest of the three. So if that matters to you, um, then exactly that's, ob- yep. that's obviously another factor. Okay, so we've got six minutes until this broadcast starts. We just need oh, to no. speak about captaincy options, Chizo. Yeah, okay, shoot. I think the the obvious choice uh, for a VC will be the game on Friday night, Collingwood and Richmond, and it's going to be Grundy versus Soldo. Yeah, you've sold me. Do yeah. I even need a captaincy nope, backup? That's, that, that's, that's the VC. We've uh, Look, I'm going to make a call out to Pistol. Pistol, if you, you're listening, the one lessons learnt section from earlier on the week, you said you learnt that you should just captain Grundy every week. I want to see you... You know, adjust those pants of yours, Uh-oh. get the cojones on the table and oh, no. put the big C straight on Grundy. Put the <laughs> C where your mouth is. Oh, no. You know he's not Coney, but I like it. I mean, if he was a man, he would. Yeah, he would, but he won't. Nah, no way. What does that say about <laughs> um, If there's no VC uh, Grundy... Heaven forbid Clayton trades him in and he snaps every <laughs> limb that he has. Uh, let's talk about some captaincy options, particularly for the 40% that for some reason don't have Grundy at this point of the season. Okay, so I've got a few choices. Firstly, Lockie Neal against Hawthorne. Uh, I know Shields did a somewhat job on Dangerfield, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they go with a hard tag week in and week out unless Sicily does it this week so I don't mind him uh, down in Hobart that game is <laughs> Tasmania sorry I know yeah, I yeah, t- Tasmania look mate I it's okay the, 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 the city of Hobart is basically the entire state you can forget about the rest of us that's, that's totally fine look, <laughs> okay. look, we won't take we won't take offence to that we I'm won't sorry, take offence to that yeah. I was laughing at the fact that you said that uh, you were worried that uh, James Sicily might go to Lockie Neal uh, I think it's probably uh, Daniel Howe um, he's going to could, be you the said Sicily might curtain. tag this week earlier so I was, I was making a joke it. I was making a joke Come it on, could happen we're getting, <laughs> we're getting off track getting off track um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Neil's been going really well with the tag in recent weeks anyway so um, even against Port he was in the the, the, the free three figure range even with all that attention so um, that doesn't worry me if he does cop uh, anything like that uh, the next game for me is probably what I'm looking at in terms of captaincy options would be Carlton versus the Crows we've got heaps um, that you can pick from the two uh, main ones would be Cripps and Sloan I'd love to have a look at as well yep I, I like that as well um, both those players in that game seem like they're going to go well um, and if all else fails if we haven't convinced you on anyone yet Gorn against Royal Marshall uh, did well the last time they met and being a tap ruckman against someone who generally doesn't excel at being a tap ruckman in Marshall uh, I'm sure Marshall will still go fine uh, he didn't didn't kill it last time they played each other uh, but I assume Gorn, without Proust as well now, is just going to go absolutely bananas. So yeah. um, I'm pretty confident in that as my backup. I'm just trying to find what he scored. He scored 126 last time against St. Kilda. Uh, yeah. Lower than what I expected, but as a captaincy fallback option, look, you're not going to need it with Grundy against yeah. Troll, but yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, um, I would probably hesitate at looking at someone like Fife this week just because of the overlying injury cloud um, in terms of that. And obviously the last choice that I, I'm, I'm probably interested in would be Danger on the Sunday afternoon against the Swans at the SCG. Uh, yes, he's away from home and he's playing a contested style like uh, Sydney, but um, he tends to bounce back after weeks where he's uh, been on the, uh, the the slim picking side in terms of disposals and impact on the game. So, um, you know, the, the Hawks tend to get the better of him. 
Um, he does have some good games here and there, but I, I expect him to bounce back if that's uh, an option for you as well. Look, mate, we've absolutely nailed this. I think we need to go check out that broadcast now. Mate, I'm excited. Oh, I mean, if oh. I get a lot of heat, there I might not be on the podcast for a few weeks. It, it oh, mate, in recovery. This, is, this is this is so good. I'm going to record it. <laughs> All right. Well, that does us. Uh, you can find us obviously myself at JB un- uh, underscore. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, underscore DRSC. Chizo at Chizo with a Z underscore DRSC. Pistol at Pistol underscore DRSC. Uh, and that's essentially it, mate. Tweet us out. If you- <laughs> I can't even do this. You go back to being host, Chizo. No, you're doing great, mate. You you put your hand up. You wanted to be the host. You wanted to be the big boy with the big toy, and I handed it over to you. Don't don't stumble now. You've been doing a great, great job. I'm just loading up Doc Misadventures uh, stream. He doesn't seem to be up yet, so uh, that's good news. We haven't missed anything. JB, fantastic chatting to you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sticking with us throughout the entirety of the 2019 season. It's been a big one. It's been fantastic all the support you've been giving to both us in Patreon, on Twitter, um, reading the articles on the Herald Sun, and of course. Uh, if you have donated to the Cancer Council. We love each and every one of you. Thanks for sticking with us. And JB, good luck this weekend. Appreciate it.